It is my great pleasure to formally introduce the new head coach of the Florida Gators, Billy Napier. Scared money don't make money, you know. We've got a goal here uh, to play a brand of football that creates a great sense of pride. It takes 11 people doing their job. We get to decide our future. Hey, Gator fans, welcome to another edition of Building Back the Gators. Hayes Carline with you along with Graham Marsh and really excited for this edition. We get to talk with Shane Matthews, Gator legend, two-time SEC player of the year, and uh, it's going to be calling the games. Uh, going to be the the analyst on the radio broadcast that you can hear here on 1010XL 92.5 FM all season. That's going to be fantastic. And uh, Shane and I cover everything. It's it's a fantastic uh, interview. I, I hope you find uh, because of Shane's insights, not my questions, but uh, it, it should be a lot of fun. He's certainly fired up for the Billy Napier uh, administration, as are we. And so it should be a lot of fun. Wanted, before we get to that, though, I want to mention our sponsor, the personal injury law firm of Harrell & Harrell. Again, I've told you guys this for three straight summers. They've been kind enough to sponsor our Gators football podcast now for three straight seasons. And uh, they just are such great people. Holt and Julie Harrell, I, I go back with them so long to my days at high school at Bowles. Uh, they're just super awesome people. They're from here. It's a Jacksonville firm. You couldn't be in better hands. They're big enough to take on anybody, but small enough that they're going to form that relationship with you. They're going to know who you are when you call them. So hopefully you won't need them, but if you're ever injured, call Harold and Harold at 251-1111. All right, let's get to it. This is my interview with Shane Matthews. All right. We are pleased to bring in Shane Matthews into Building Back the Gators, the Gators legend, a two-time SEC Player of the Year and full-time football analyst. He joined us in the spring on the Frangie Show. And uh, Shane, thank you so much for your time today. We certainly appreciate it. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, getting excited for football. Yeah, congratulations on the on the full-time analyst job. That's fantastic. You looking forward to, uh, to calling some big Gator victories, hopefully? Well, we haven't won any games since I've called, and uh, I think I'm over five. So uh, they need to play better football, and we'll win some games. Well, but you're the only undefeated quarterback in the swamp, correct? That is very true. That is very so. Maybe a little bit of football karma had to even out, but now it, it's evened out, and and hopefully it'll be a big year. Uh, let's just get right into uh, Billy Napier, uh, the relationship that that you've been able to kind of form with him. What what have what have you learned and, and liked about uh, Coach Napier so far uh, from your time with him? Well, I like everything about him. Uh, he's just a good old guy. Grew up like I did, a coach's son. His mom was a teacher at the school. Uh, just can relate to people. Uh, very humble. Uh, has a plan, but knows that plan is going to take some time to get to where he wants to be. But uh, he's, a, he's a sharp guy. I, I, you know, if anybody ever meets him, will like this guy. But it's going to take some time to get the Gators back relevant. Uh, I think in year three will be the time. Okay, yeah, and and it seems like he's making some some nice strides in in recruiting. Uh, but you're right; it is going to take some time. Uh, obviously, the portal is sort of a new, unique uh, feature as well. Uh, but but how do you assess Shane? What what the Gators currently have? What what Billy Napier has inherited? Well, he's inheriting a six and seven team. Yeah, uh, that's what I like to tell everybody. I mean, everybody doesn't matter what team you root for at this 
time of the year, everybody's excited. They think they have a chance, and you know, until that ball's kicked off, then reality sets in. So, uh, Florida's got some good players. They're very young. They're not, you know, they don't have a whole lot of guys that have played a lot of football. When you look at it, um, you know, like I said, you got Anthony Richardson who can make some plays. He's going to have to play at a very high level. I think they're going to need to. I think he's going to need to run the ball ten to fifteen times for us to be. Uh, in football games because that's what he does best. Uh, defensively, I've had some concerns about the front seven uh, for the last couple of years. Uh, I still think it's a huge concern. Uh, I think the secondary will be fine. But this is a team that, you know, if the ball bounces your way, you get some breaks, you might be able to beat some teams you're not supposed to beat. Yeah, and in terms of Billy Napier's offensive system, Shane, what what can Gator fans expect in, in your opinion? Uh, you're going to see a running football team. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether that's what he wants to do, that's what he's going to need to do. Uh, I think the strength is uh, of the offense is the offensive line, um, especially with Osiris Tarns coming in, uh, preseason All-American from Louisiana. Uh, I love the running back from Louisiana. I think he and Naquan Wright will get the majority of the carries. Uh, but I think we're going to be an inside zone type running team and then a lot of zone read with Anthony Richardson. Um, I think, you know, he's got to run the football to put pressure on defenses. Uh, when you look at the, you know, the passing game, I think we'll, we'll run a lot of bootlegs, naked, get him outside the pocket and throw the ball deep. Um, I don't think we're going to drop back and make decisions. You know, it, it's going to be a lot of RPOs where it's a one, one guy read and go with it. Keep it simple. Let him use his athletic ability and make plays. I was intrigued by, uh, Ricky Pearsall, when he arrived, and, uh, and and thankfully his injury doesn't seem like it was maybe as severe. Uh, um, do you have an impression of Ricky Pearsall at all? Yeah, he's the best wide receiver we got. Okay. Um, I was the same way. Uh, I've seen, you know, the first practice I was like, okay, this dude is, is – is, he's a guy that can – He's the, well, first of all, he's the fastest receiver we have, and he's the quickest. And usually those don't go hand in hand. But he's a guy that we can throw a slant to. He can make four or five guys miss and go the distance, which that's what we've lacked. Mm-hmm. Um, so if he can stay healthy, uh, he can. He is he. He reminds me a lot of Travis McGriff, but a little bit taller than Travis, but very shifty, runs good routes, catches the ball well. Uh, so he needs to have a big, big year for the Gators. Yeah, well, that would be fantastic if he had uh, a season even close to, to uh, what McGriff was able to do his final year. Uh, and Yeah, that's really interesting. And once it gets beyond Pearsall, is, is, is it a substandard group, in your opinion, compared to what we're used to seeing out of the Gators? Yeah, I mean, I was joking when we had our little reunion or whatever, he brought all the former players back. You know, guys watching, you know, used to watch a practice and, you could say, okay, there's about 10 dudes out here that are going to be playing on Sundays. Um, you know, when you watch this practice now, you're not sure how many are going to get a chance on Sundays. But at the wide receiver position, you got some big, tall, lanky guys, Xavier Henderson, Frazier's, those type guys, Justin Shorter. Um, and they're, they're quality players, but we need to see them do something. Uh, there's a guy that's, that I love. I don't know how he's going to fit into the rotation, a guy named Dejon Reynolds from the state of Georgia. Uh, I liked him in the spring. I like everything I see about him here. He's not a big guy, but he's a shifty guy. I don't know if he gets much playing time, but I like what I see out of him. 
Yeah, I'm glad you you brought up the reunion, Shane, because I remember when you were kind enough to join us in the spring, we talked about the facilities and 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 you've been very outspoken on. Look, I I've traveled around. I I think when you uh were talking with us, you said you'd seen of the 14 in the SEC, you'd seen and of well the 13 not including Florida. You'd seen maybe 11 of the 13. Uh, and that you know Florida was was well back. Um, what were your thoughts uh, getting a chance to see the the new facility that just came online a, a week or so ago? Well, it, it's outstanding. It's something that we have needed for the last ten or fifteen years. And you know, uh, Alabama, Georgia, Clemson—they all have the premier facilities. Ours is right up there with them. But those guys have already redone their facilities multiple times, and we just now have. Our, our own standalone, but it it's great. Billy made a few changes, um, but it's going to, it's going to be great for not just the football players, but all the student athletes, they get to eat there. Uh, but it, it's phenomenal. It, it's something that I think it, it may not reflect this year, but in the next five, six, seven years, it's going to help with recruiting tremendously. And it's just going to help with just the everyday uh, life of, of the student athlete and the coach. Yeah, Shane, I'm, 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 was going to ask you about that because you've got such a unique perspective and and I did see that the dining hall is open to all uh, Florida student athletes the the amenities in terms of the pool uh, is as well how how important was that when when you played that, that relationships that you have with athletes in other sports and and does that how helpful can that be uh, to the to the health of the program well I think it's important I mean that's just part of college life I mean you know most people, when they go, they're just a regular student. They get involved with a lot of activities, whether it's fraternities, sororities, or whatever. You know, and, and, and as an athlete, you come in. You could be from out of state. I didn't know a soul when I came here. So your fraternity is kind of your football team. Your the other athletes on campus. We all live together. We lived in Yon Hall on the east side of the stadium. The dining hall was there. It was a dump, but <laughs> everything was so it was so convenient. And then they did away with the athletic dorms. I don't remember what year it was. I think in 96 or 97, the NCA did. And I really think that has hurt college athletes. I think it's awesome that when all these athletes live together, I mean, like the first two floors were football. I think the third floor was like basketball and baseball. And then you got the golfers and the tennis players. And it was just kind of cool. You go to the dining hall, you may be sitting with some tennis players or some golfers or what have you, and, and you get to know one another. And, and I think that's one thing that's been lacking on campus, and now it's back. So, you know, not only just the male athletes, they can sit with the female gymnast or whatever, you know, while they're eating dinner or lunch or whatever. So uh, I think it's cool. Uh, I really do. It's something that uh, I think will really help our overall athletic program. Shane, is, has Billy kind of gone, just in your conversations with him, has he talked a lot about the the army that he's built and the staff? Obviously, the team picture came out this week, and there was a lot of, uh, you know, just sort of oohs and ahs about how many uh, staffers are, are in the photo compared to you know team pictures from really just about ten or so years ago. Uh, and the expansion of it, the university's made such an investment uh, in the football support staff um, it, it, it Billy's request. Uh, do you get a sense of of that that plan and, and how effective that can be and, and how much that can help the Gators? Absolutely. I mean, it's the track. I mean, the track record speaks for itself. I mean, it's what Georgia's done. It's what Clemson did. It's what Alabama. I mean, those three teams right there have won, what, the last 10 national titles right. pretty much. Um, it's going to take time. But 
I didn't really understand all the analysts and all that until he explained it. And I think he explained it in his first press conference where when he was at Alabama, basically Nick, Nick Saban started all these analysts, right? But Nick wanted his 10 on-the-field coaches, I think it's 10, maybe it's 12, however many it is, he wanted them to focus on coaching their players. And so he and, – and, and having somewhat of a life, you know, with your family. And so what he did was – and what Billy has done, you know, if you're the receiver coach, Kerry Colbert – He's got about three or four analysts underneath him. And that one analyst may be looking at the 2024 class in the Southeast. Another analyst may be looking at the receivers west of the Mississippi. You know, this analyst may be looking at all the receivers up north. And that way they come back to him and say, okay, we've compiled all this information. Here are the ones you need to look at instead of the coach having to waste time doing that. And, Gosh, I mean, you can't argue with how it's it's worked for those other schools. Um, time will tell, but you know, Billy's smart. He has got a plan. He can tell you exactly what the Gators are going to be doing 14 days from now at two o'clock in the afternoon. You know, he's got it all scheduled out. So uh, I tell Gator fans, it's going to take time, but we got the right guy. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm getting fired up just just hearing you talk about him because um, I I agree, but it's. Uh, it's great to hear, uh, you know, from your expertise, you know, how confident you are in, in Billy's plan. Uh, huge game, obviously, right out of the gate. Utah comes in. Uh, what do you think will be the biggest challenge for the for the Gators' defense and facing the Utes? Well, I, I don't know when the last time I heard of, of a really good football team who won a championship in their conference returning, what, 17 or 18 starters. I mean, that's almost hurt, unheard of yeah. these days. They're, they're good. They're very well coached. Uh, Whittingham has been there for, what, 17, as a head, 17 years as a head coach and a ton more as an assistant. They're a very good football team. They got two tight ends that if you get in 12 personnel, it can cause defenses problems. And these two dudes are supposedly be, supposed to be high-round draft picks. So uh, Cam Rising is a very good quarterback, dual-threat guy. Um, so it, it, I think they're going to try to run it right down our throat personally. That's kind of the mentality Utah has. So, it, you know, it, it's going to be a tremendous environment with Billy's first game, a night game. Uh, I know the Gator Nation's excited. The swamp will be just rocking. Um, you know, anything can happen. And I don't know if Utah has ever really played in a really hostile environment. Plus, you add the humidity and the heat. We all know about that. But, you know, you go on the road in the Pac-12, it ain't that big of a deal. So um, crowd's going to have to uh, really help the Gators uh, in this game, in my opinion. Yeah, I was looking at it. I think Utah's home stadium only seats about 50, a little over maybe. And when you look at the toughest road environments that they've been in, uh, I get it. They played in the Rose Bowl last year, but that's not – that's not. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of people in it, but that's not a, a crazy environment. Um, you know, obviously it's it's one of those things where they haven't seen anything close to this. Uh, and so I, I do. Th- I agree with you. I think the environment is going to be unbelievable, and uh, it, it really does seem like there is a, a ton of confidence in the fan base in this administration, and and I get and that bears out. It's a sold out game, so should be in a, an amazing environment, and uh, should be a lot of fun. What, on offense, what do you think should be the plan in terms of? Uh, do you just unleash Anthony Richardson on the ground, you know, 15 times like you, you mentioned earlier and, and hope he can break a few against Utah? Yeah, I really do. You know, I know people worry about him getting hurt, but you can't call plays and worry, you can't call plays worrying about guys getting hurt. And 
you know, his strength is running the football. He's got a tremendous arm. And, I, you know, I think if you run the RPO games like they did, RPO stuff like they did in the, in the um, spring game, you know, he was really accurate with those balls. Get him outside the pocket where he can really put pressure on the defense. And like I told you, the, the Montreal Johnson, the kid from Louisiana, is a really, really good running back. I uh, like Naquan Wright. You got the ETN. You got Lingard. We're, we're, we got some really good running backs. Um, you know, and, and people got to remember too, Billy, he's an offensive guy and played quarterback, but he's also, you know, he wants to play good defense, try to take the football away. But, but as long as we protect the football, and even if we have to punt it, he feels pretty good. And that may be something we have to do early, but for us to win that game, I think Anthony's got to play at a high level and make a bunch of big plays. Yeah, and I'm excited about the special teams. Just the emphasis that he puts on it. You know, I, I, the you know calling the the coordinator the the I think it's the what is it the game changing coordinator something like that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm excited to see because you know again not to bash what what was what was there before, but it, it just doesn't seem like special teams were overly emphasized and you know in a game like that if Florida can block a punt or, or break a return that could be the difference there's no question uh you know football is so hard uh and it's a three-phase game and when your special teams gives you a you know a short field to work with whether they they get a hand on a punt or they they force the guy to shank it or or whatever it is it, it can it can change a game and um so hopefully we can make some plays there. Um, you know, Billy Billy stresses discipline, and I think that's what Gator fans are going to see. And, and it's going to take time, but I don't think we'll have a bunch of dumb penalties. And if you do have some dumb penalties, I don't think those guys will be playing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If, if, if somebody – if they have a punt return and one of our guys hits a guy over by the bench and gets a 15-yarder, that dude probably won't be see the field again the rest of the day. That's just – you got to set the standards. And he's done that and everything that I've seen. Uh, he's tried to build a lot of uh, team camaraderie. Just the, the whole culture has changed. And the kids are buying in. It just doesn't happen overnight. Yeah, great stuff. Shane, we really appreciate it, man. Can't wait to see you for the Utah game. Uh, Frank and I will be there. So uh, we'll look forward to, uh, to hope, hopefully getting a chance to say hello. And we're thrilled to uh, be able to hear your calls uh, you know, on, on 1010XL here in Jacksonville. So we're certainly looking forward to it, man. It's, it's exciting that it's here. Go Gators. Yeah, I appreciate it, Hayes. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, like I said, Gator fans are going to like what they see. Just be patient. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds great. Shane, thanks so much for your time, man. Really appreciate it. All right, hey, take care. All right, bye. Really appreciate Shane's time. It it, it gives me a lot of confidence to hear uh, what what he's been able to observe behind the scenes. Really excited to see Ricky Pearsall, uh, who Shane says is as you guys heard, the far and away the best receiver the Gators have, uh, the quickest and the fastest. And as Shane pointed out, uh, that is rare that one player is both. Uh, and and compared him to a bigger Travis McGriff. And as we remember the ones of us that are that are old enough, uh, Graham, I'm not sure you remember Travis McGriff running around playing for the Gators. Do you? I do not. Okay, well, he but, yeah. he was sensational. He had I know year. who Travis McGriff yeah. is, but his, not well enough to yeah. to see a player and be like, he reminds me. Right? Of yeah. He he it, in his final year, I want to say he set the single season record. I, I could be wrong on this, but I want to say he went for fourteen hundred yards. Uh, it, it was unbelievable. So I, I will say something just while we're on the topic of Pearsall, yeah. really quick. Um, I know uh, 
Shane said Travis McGriff when we were down there for Gators Roundtable a couple weeks ago. He said the same thing. Okay. From Shane in that roundtable and from Denny Thompson yeah. from Six Points here yesterday and uh, Gator Podcast he does with Hacker. Both of them in the same sentence where they said Ricky Pearsall said the name Kadarius Tony as well. Oh wow, yeah, that's fantastic. We'd love to see that. I don't, I don't know. He might not be to that extent, but they yeah. both said that this dude is like ridiculously shifty. Yeah, like is just a menace in open space. That'd so be phenomenal. Would that, yeah. <laughs> that that would be great. Yeah, that, that was sort of yeah what Shane Shane's point was. You know, he can take a slant and make four guys miss and and take it to the house. So, uh, boy, that will be phenomenal if uh, Ricky Pearsall is able to do that against Utah in the opener. Um, so again, really appreciate Shane Matthews' time. And again, uh, one of uh, Give a shout out to Harold and Harold, our sponsor, who's diehard Gator fans. They've been so great to us. And again, that's who you need to be with. If Hopefully you won't need them. Hopefully you won't get hurt. But if you do, uh, you want a Jacksonville firm. You want good people. You want compassionate people, smart, savvy people. That's what you'll get with Holt and Julie Harold. Again, give them a call, 251-1111. If, if you or a loved one have unfortunately been injured, they'll take great care of you. So, That is going to wrap it up for Graham Marsh. I'm Hayes Carline. One more episode left. It's hard to believe building back the Gators goes into its season finale next week as we get ready to welcome in the Utah Utes, seventh ranked in the country. The Gators are unranked, and yet they're only a two-point underdog. That is the power of you, the Gator fan, and the power of the Swamp. Until next time, Hayes Carline for building back the Gators. (laughs) 